the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Now, as to our text, that will be Hebrews chapter 5, verses 10 through 14. We have several different types of people who would be in attendance with this letter was read. These verses have to do with the maturity of the believers. So they are most likely directed at the believers. So as we look at this, keep that in mind. Our text today, as I said, will be Hebrews chapter 5, verses 10 through 14. And I'm going to actually start in verse 9 because that kind of completes the context. And having been made perfect, uniquely equipped and prepared as Savior, and retaining his integrity amid opposition, he became the source of eternal salvation an eternal inheritance to all who obey him, being designated by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Concerning this, we have much to say, but it's hard to explain, since you have become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing and disinclined to listen. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, Because of the time you've had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you, again, the elementary principles of God's Word from the beginning. And you have come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the Word of righteousness, since he is a spiritual infant." But solid food is for the spiritually mature, whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. Now, again, he is talking to a wayward audience, the immature, the carnal, but the majority of which were believers. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, Paul says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh. Remember, flesh, spirit. As to infants, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not ready or yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able, for you are still fleshy. 
For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshy? Are you not walking like mere men? Mere men. In other words, your thoughts, your perceptions are completely soulish without the Spirit's influence. This is where the Hebrew believers were at. And now they were abandoning growth and truth for the external righteousness of Judaism. Verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers because of the time you have had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you, again, the elementary principles of God's Word from the beginning. And you have come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food. And that's the thing. One of the things mothers know is that if they don't train their kid to eat something with a little more stuff to it, a little more stability to it, they will never get a full night's sleep. you got to move them away from milk. you got to put them into cereal. You've got to put something substantial in that little tummy or they won't sleep and they'll crave more and they'll crave more. And the kid doesn't sit up and say, you know, mom, I mean, the milk is great and all, but, you know, if you'd give me a little cereal, a little something more substantive, I could actually rest and maybe grow a little bit. Would you mind, mom? No. One of the marks of immaturity is they don't have a clue. They don't know what they don't know. What does the author mean by elementary principles of God's word? Well, the Greek word there is stoikeion, which is a term that is used of the ABCs of Greek understanding. And the author is referring to their first encounter with Scripture, with the truth of Scripture. And when they were first saved, they didn't have the New Testament. They couldn't order it from Amazon. They couldn't go down to Lifeway and pick one up, and there wasn't one at the local hotel. The bottom line is, all they had was what they knew, hear me, what they knew about the Old Testament. And teachers, apostles came in and took what they knew and illumined it into the truth of the messianic prophecies of all that Jesus had come to fulfill all that Jesus fulfilled in the Old Testament scriptures. This is the ABCs that we're talking about. He's referring to that which they had heard from their teachers concerning the Messiah and what was fulfilled in Jesus. And he's telling them, you need to go back to where you began in faith, looking to Jesus Because they had to have an eye for Jesus as those Old Testament scriptures were being brought forth. Because if all they saw was the Messiah who was going to come one day and deliver them off the earth, a fleshly perception, if that's all they saw, they would never see Jesus. The Pharisees were trained to know him, trained to see him, trained to pick him out when he came, and they didn't know him. And Jesus even says to him, you think because you have searched the scriptures that you might know the Messiah, but it's of me that they speak. They didn't know. You need to go back in faith where you were looking to Jesus. You know, I, I love that song of coming back to the heart of worship. And so many times it, I am convicted because I get a little lethargic about Study. I get a little lethargic about what I'm reading, and I read through it very quickly. And then I'm reminded of a time 
when I was so hungry and so thirsty to know him that every, every word, I hung on every word. It hit me more than in the brain. It hit me here. And immediately I say, you know what, Father? This is not about what I can study or what I can put into my head. This is about hearing you, knowing you, sitting with you, feasting on the truth that you bring. Go back. Unfortunately, in modern Christianity, we glorify simplicity, don't we? And a man-centered message that our flesh can relate to is more popular than an exposition. We're not looking for complexity. We're looking for Jesus. We're looking for the Spirit of God to affirm what he's already written in us. For everyone, verse 13, for everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a spiritual infant. In verse 13, it is translated unskilled. The Greek word there, apirios, is translated inexperienced, without experience. That is They have heard and know the word of righteousness, but they have not lived in the truth of it consistently. They were inexperienced in appropriating the truth in living, in living by the Spirit. They may have had an acquaintance with the truth of the new covenant and of the righteousness that was theirs, but they have not yet made it their context for living. And this is probably one of the reasons... They were returning to Judaism because Judaism offered them the appearance of righteousness. Judaism would literally clothe them in an external righteousness. And you can always tell when somebody is beginning to depart from truth when they're looking to clothe themselves in an external righteousness. And the reason there's a desperation to get that done is because they have not yet looked within and seen the righteousness of Christ that dwells there. They don't know the truth of who they are. They're looking for something greater. They're looking to isolate themselves unto a greater righteousness that can be found in this world, but it's not there. So they went back to Judaism. They went back to the external righteousness so that they could declare themselves to be faithful. Why were they inexperienced? Well, it says right there, because they were infants. Napias, a little child. When my children were babies, they did not know life beyond their needs. Their needs was pretty much their life and their limited exposure to life. They slept or screamed through more than they actually experienced. They couldn't experience the joy of truly loving or living. They rode in a car, but they were too immature to appreciate their experience, right? Their immaturity kept them from knowing or really wanting to know, and that's really a sad truth of it concerning our own spirituality, really wanting to know, they would have been content to remain on baby food. At some point, they recognize the need to move forward. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. He moves your heart. Some of you have forgotten more truth than I can remember. Some of you know a great deal, live to very little. The Holy Spirit, his word to you is, you were made to know the truth. You were made 
to live in the fullness of that truth. You were made to grow in all that I created you to be. Now, don't misunderstand me. Maturity and growth is not just a matter of your limited life here on earth. You're an eternal being. And as an eternal being, your growth is eternal. You don't have the context like a child. You don't have the context to appreciate all that you're experiencing right now. You don't understand the fullness of all that God is bringing into your life. He has made it very simple for us as children. You have but one focus. It's not in knowing all that he's doing. It's not in understanding all that he's doing. It's in putting your eyes upon him and trusting in him and walking with him and embracing all that he is for you and reckoning upon his faithfulness. It is him. That's where maturity comes from. But if you somehow believe that maturity is about what you can learn, then you may limit your maturity to your intellect. The reality of it is, your maturity is as broad and wide and deep as eternity. Our maturity is dependent on more than just intellectual understanding. You may think of yourself as being mature, but if you don't really yet know the value of knowing the God of the Word, not just knowing the Word, of communion, not just prayer time, of the assembly of the believers, Embracing the body of Christ, the many aspects, the many facets, the various shades of all that he is, then you're kidding yourself. You haven't even begun the journey of maturity. Maturity is dependent upon the practice of living by faith in the obedience of truth. You don't mature it by knowing. You mature by taking what you know, trusting in God and going forward. Believing him to be all that is needed in this life. Being willing to step out, not knowing as Abraham did, and recognizing that you have a God that guides and leads and directs and goes before you. Because just as as at the very beginning of time, before the foundations of the earth were formed, the God, the Father, the triune God, looked across at Jesus and said, You are their high priest, creator God, that you would speak for me, a group of children, for my love, for my intimacy. Creator God, my son, you are literally going to give birth to my children. And you will be their high priest. And I see a people that surround me, that live for me, that devote themselves to me. But a day will come upon the earth when they will get distracted and they will have distorted messages. But I am offering them a faith through their high priest, through his spirit. I am offering them a faith that they can turn to and say, not so, not so. Yes, I fall. Yes, I make mistakes. But my maturity is secure in my high priest, in my creation, in my creator God, in my Savior. All of these things have been written into me before my creation. I am literally the child of God made for his pleasure. And I will live that way. Verse 14. But solid food is for the spiritually mature 
whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. Do you want to grow in the truth? Do you really want to know him? Or are you presuming that you've all grown enough? Many people do. The path we are on is eternal. To presume that you've arrived is an arrogant presumption. This is the difference. To walk with your hands open. There's a difference in what you feed a child and what you feed the mature. You see it right there. We are made to mature, to grow. Now, since it is the Spirit that feeds us, we cannot bring ourselves into maturity, but we move forward by the changing of our appetites and the desiring of the fullness of all that He created for us, all that He created us to be, all that He has for us. And how does the Spirit describe the mature? Those who by practice have their senses trained, the word for senses there is asteteron which speaks of how we think, how we judge, how we evaluate. It's a context. It's a fullness of context, which means everything that you present to me, I take into the context of my life in God. And let me tell you, if you learn that lesson, you can check anxiety at the door. Fear has no place. The peace of God is not a feeling. It is where you live when you walk in the context of a faithful and sovereign God. Those who practice and have their senses trained. The word senses is asteteron, which speaks of how we speak. And then these are things that are to be trained. And that word there, that's the Greek word gymnazo. You'll never guess what word we get from that. Gymnasio is where we get our word gymnasium. It means to exercise, not like I do on an occasion, but constantly, vigorously, in order to grow in spiritual discernment. This is not talking about logic. This is talking about the practice of listening and yielding to the Spirit of God. The practice of hearing Him of listening to him, of living in the context of his presence, of knowing his life and love within you. This requires a yielded will that doesn't seek its own way, but is striving to walk in the fullness of truth. The immature is tossed about by every wind of doctrine. The immature will give himself to the disposition of his soul so he can be easily moved through his emotions. He can be easily manipulated through his understanding. The issue is that he really has an appetite for just his will. His will above all else. I'll end with Philippians 3.12. Paul writes, Not that I have already obtained it, This goal of being Christ-like. Now, Paul wasn't a teenager when he wrote this. Or have already been made perfect. He was, in fact, in prison. Would you question whether or not you'd taken the right turn if you were in prison? Would you question whether or not you heard God clearly if you were in prison? This is what Paul writes. But I actively press on so that I may take hold of that perfection for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. I press on. 
These chains are not stopping my maturity. They're not inhibiting his work in me. They are not slowing down what he intends for me. But here's what I know. Even though I can say to the Lord, Lord, I'm chained. Lord, I can't move. Lord, I got two unbelieving soldiers on either side. I can't do anything, Lord. Even though I could say those things to him, what I want to say is this. Let me know you in this. Let me go forward in understanding all that you have for me. Let me press onward. You know what that speaks of? A straining, a determination. Oh, no, 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 wait a minute. You can only be so determined in prison. No. He was infinitely determined because he had embraced not his will, but the will of God. Can you get any more determined than that? He was infinitely yielded because he had not yielded to his will. He had yielded to what? The will of God. He was not shaken because God cannot be shaken. He was not chained because God could not be chained. He was not inhibited because you can't inhibit God. His ministry was not stopped because his ministry was the ministry of Christ Jesus. And it cannot be stopped. I hear from people, older people, people who are infirmed, people who have difficulty getting out of bed, people who deal with all kinds of trials and tribulations. I hear from them the kind of complaint that says, I can't do anything. I can't be productive for the Lord. I cannot accomplish anything in my current condition. My life is pretty much over. I'm dying. The doctor told me that. Well, you could have saved yourself the trip and looked in the mirror. The reality of it is there is no limitation for the child of God. I don't care if you're quadriplegic and staring at the ceiling in that place. You are just as able to receive the revelation of Christ. You are just as able to press on as Paul was chained in a dungeon. There is no limitation. And we live to the perfection of all that he has created us to be. When we abandon ourselves to the pursuit of all that he has made us to be. Anything else for us is a distraction. Any placation of flesh, anything that we put before the truth of all that we were created for is simply our own obstacle. It's not his. They didn't know that. Why? Because they were living to their flesh. They were walking according to their flesh. And God was just a fixture that was supposed to help them, protect them, aid and abet their desires. They lost their first love. No more where this was an ache and pain, a hunger and a thirst. There comes a time a baby will not be able to stay in, on milk. I can remember a story that was told to me about when the Iron Curtain fell and Missionary aid workers would rush into behind that section, that area where we hadn't been before. And they went into orphanages. 
and there were row after row of baby beds where toddlers could not stand, could not pull themselves up, didn't know what it was to walk, certainly didn't know what it was to crawl, but had left, been left in a position to soil themselves and were completely dependent upon somebody to bring something for them to eat. That is the condition of the flesh. We were not made to live that way. Rise up, O church of God. Have done with lesser things. Recognize your calling. Walk in the fullness of his light. And know all that he has made you to be. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the Spirit's work. Thank you for the revelation of truth. Thank you that you have given us an appetite for what is good and what will grow us and what will make us whole so that we can grow and be more hungry and take in more and expend more. As Paul said, let us have more, Lord. I want to know the fullness of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.